With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com. You can find it there or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Who are you going to believe? That is the question. Welcome in. It is the beginning of another edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere as we... Give up a gopher ball, coast-to-coast, border-to-border, and beyond on the vast and massively powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from under the covers, the covers 
on your bed or whatever bed you're in, the Fox Sports Radio studios at a secret location in the Northwoods. And we are back at it, away from my watch post over the last couple of days, but we're back here after doing double duty. Well, this will be the second part, a day-night doubleheader on the Fox Sports Radio airwaves, and we are excited to be back in our rightful spot. And our lead this hour, I thought, you know, I, I, I've, I've gone a few hours without talking about this, so let's go to Pro Bouncy Ball and the midseason sabbatical has continued. Woo! Yeah, it's not it's not over yet. The uh, games I'm told will resume later today. So if you're interested in the regular season that will continue, but most teams have already played 70% or more of the schedule. So it's down the stretch we come. Although when I say down the home stretch, it's going to go all the way to April. So we still we we're still not quite into the month of March. So we still got a month and a half, and then the playoffs will go on for another few months. Uh, but it is time now. This leads us into our obligatory Maller monologue on LeBron James. Yeah, let's uh, get a little kitchen timer with the sands of time. And as we, I mentioned earlier, I was, I was on, and I said, you, you can't go more than a certain amount of time without talking about LeBron James or you get in trouble. So maybe you've heard the latest, maybe not. There were a couple developments here. Since uh, I last spoke to you, now we are told that LeBron's relationship, very dramatic here, LeBron's relationship with the Lakers is said to be, quote, tense. And uh, his guys, his posse, furious with GM Rob Palenka, not over his skinny jeans, but for not genuflecting to LeBron James's demands. So that was one of the stories. And then the uh, athletic beat guy for the Lakers uh, dramatically reported the vibe within the organization. Feels like the early days of war. Ooh, that's deep. And, and But then you had a secondary story going around from Shams, who also happens to work for The Athletic, and he says everything he's been told. LeBron plans to be a Laker for the foreseeable future. Close quote. All right, so these are two polar opposite reports. We have dueling pianos here. We have one report that says that this is the early days of war between LeBron and the Lakers. And then another report saying that LeBron will be a Laker for the foreseeable future. So let us discuss the question. Is LeBron renting or is LeBron buying property in the Laker locker room? And so the answer here is rent. You're renting. Uh, I've got Craigslist, Van Halen, and Pravda. And we will combine all of these things together, and we are going to make caffeine is what we're going to make. A nice, wonderful round of caffeine. Uh, there you go. I've got my own uh, caffeine right here. So, A, listen, not only is LeBron renting, he's, he's not on a year lease or a six-month lease. He's on a month-to-month situation. It's known as downsizing. I believe that's the term, downsizing. And with every Laker loss, you get out the hammer, you get out the nails, it's another nail in the coffin. And LeBron James has been selling his belongings piece by piece. He's on the internet right now. He's over on Craigslist, and you go buy LeBron's sofa. You can get that because when he moves, he's going to get a new sofa. And if you, you want to get some of his old clothes, you can do that as well. He's keeping his options open. And LeBron, if you, if you look at the book of LeBron, 
And you look at what he's done, his track record would lead you down one path and only one path. But LeBron looks at the Lakers, and he's like, all right, this is a Vercocta roster. And you do the math on this. LeBron, even though his statistics are up near the roof, he's in the twilight of his career. He's not interested in playing on a middling, middling team. And so this is not his first trip to the circus. He's been to the circus before. LeBron has treated this as he has other outposts as a seasonal employment, a short-term stay, mutually beneficial. And the the Lakers, uh, with their historians and all that, they allowed LeBron to hang regularly with movie moguls and enjoy those Hollywood nights year-round. Year-round, A-list right now. Before, he would have to come into SoCal from Cleveland or Miami. It's a little different. But now he's, he's living amongst the, uh, the, the locals here. And he can schmooze at Mr. Chow or the Ivy or Spongo and have a wonderful time any night he wants, as long as the Lakers are not on the road. Now, part B of this, is it true that Agent Rich Paul, bestie of LeBron James, Feels like the Lakers, as an organization, are ungrateful. The Laker franchise. Remember here, we talked about this in a previous episode, they were in a deep, dark place. They were the crummy franchise post-Kobe Bryant, and even the last couple of years Kobe played, they sucked. Failed lottery picks, no direction, up and down, uh, you know, all over. Actually, up was down, and I think right became left for several years, and LeBron James, according to the people around LeBron, is the Messiah. He saved Jeannie Buss from becoming the female Donald Sterling or James Dolan. Now, we are told by a source who is connected to the situation that Team LeBron believes the Lakers should have and should continue to do whatever LeBron Want. Now, that has not been the case, allegedly, if you believe the scuttlebutt, and I'm skeptical about that, but think Van Halen, that song Jump. If LeBron says jump, then Jeannie Buss and Rob Palenka and his skinny jeans are supposed to say, how high should I jump? They are subordinate to LeBron. They're not essential, uh, even though I think Jeannie owns the, the team, although the NBA doesn't like that word. It's taboo. The Wokesters in the NBA don't like the word owner, but Jeannie does own the Lakers and Rob Palenka. I don't know. He's just all, kind of along for the ride. Uh, so let's see. Hold on. Kings don't listen to peasants, but country bumpkins are supposed to follow the orders of the monarchy. Now, the last word on this. So LeBron and his team have been very successful, very, very successful at spinning stories in their favor. Spinning the yarn, as Rumpelstiltskin so famously taught us back in the day, the, the great fairy tale. And this latest one is classic weasel language. It's used most often by Wall Street. Now, Shams, Sharania got in on this. He said, for the foreseeable future, so as you know, I am a person that studies weasel words. Pop goes the weasel. Foreseeable future, it's an intentionally vague phrase. Uh, and, of course, that's by design here. Uh, is your idea of the foreseeable future the same as mine? 
and I mentioned Wall Street, but people that advise, advise you on investments love the term foreseeable future because it essentially means until something changes, but that's not how people hear it. It's kind of like when you go shopping online or you go to the, to the mall and they say up to 75% off. People just skip past the up to and we're all hardwired the same way. You look at it, it's like, all right, 75% off. And then you get in the store, you go on the website, and you're like, well, wait a minute. Uh, most of the stuff's like not even marked down at all because you, you overlooked. Your mind did a hop, a skip, and a jump past up to, and foreseeable future is like a cousin of up to. It just means until something changes. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, things are always changing. And as the kingpin of the NBA, LeBron, uh, he knows he knows a thing or two. He also owns a thing or two, including some fog machines. And he's got enough useful idiots who are on the payroll, under the umbrella, that they can take care of business. And, and most people watch this stuff casually. I get it. You know, you got a you know, sports fan. You're not obsessing over every grain of sand on the sports beach. But I wonder how many people, if they knew what really was going on behind the scenes, would have a different perspective on this kind of stuff. Now, let me let me get to it right now. Shams is at the very top of the list of people that are very helpful to LeBron James. Now, don't, no disrespect. He is the chief competitor. If you're a connoisseur of the NBA rumor, you know that Woj is the gold standard or NBA dirt, but his chief competition is Sham Sharania. And those scoops have a price. Shams, when it comes to LeBron, is the Pravda news service. All things LeBron. Right? Now, what is my evidence? Uh, Shams is represented by the United Talent Agency. You probably aren't familiar with that unless you're in entertainment and or you have an agent, Who? whatever you might be doing. Uh, it's United Talent Agency, which Never partnered... Heard of. Well, you don't follow this stuff. Partnered with Clutch. Now, that's LeBron's baby that he uh, claims is, has nothing really to do with, but it's all people underneath him. So uh, this is a few years ago. They formed a sports division, uh, Clutch and United Talent Agency. The person that runs that division for the talent agency is a person by the name of Rich Paul, a longtime associate of LeBron James. So this cat, Shams, is reporting breaking NBA news about Rich Paul's clients, wink, wink, nod, nod, while being an underling of Rich Paul. There is no conflict of interest. It's like the WWF. You just broke the fourth wall, my man. So Shams is the minister of propaganda, if you will, when it comes to LeBron for clutch sports. And it's not just him. That list of clients includes Anthony Davis, Ben Simmons, uh, Trey Young, John Wall, Darius Garland of the Cavaliers, and there's many other name brand players who are on that list. And so that's where we are right now. You say, well, that's that's the story LeBron wants out, the story of he will be a Laker for the foreseeable future. The other story, which is the more believable story, is uh, LeBron is looking around saying, let's see, where can I cherry pick a really good situation? Where do I have to go? And uh, I will go anywhere. Uh, where do I need to, to pop up on the radar around the NBA? Anything is, anything is in play here. 
Anything is in play. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is 
finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Nothing but net. And nothing but nets. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Mather Show. We are side by side in the air everywhere as we are part of the furniture, whether you like it or not. Coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and intergalactically powerful microphones of FSR emanating live. From a vine, the grapevine, the Fox Sports Radio studios at a secret location somewhere in the Northwoods as we burn the midnight oil and then some. And our lead this hour coming from Brooklyn in the house. Now, we are close to the Ben Simmons era, Circa Nets. I know you're excited about that. He was able to cure his mental illness by traveling less than 100 miles from Philadelphia to Brooklyn, and now he is good to go. Now, Simmons has been the talk of the NBA. There have been no games to talk about, so it's LeBron and Ben Simmons. Now, the reason that Simmons popped up on the sonar, it's all because of a video. And uh, I don't know if you saw this or not. Maybe you've just said, I'm blocking out the NBA until, uh, until the playoffs. Maybe that's you. I don't know. But I got nothing going on, so I saw the video, and I'll fill you in. I'll give you the truncated recap on why people are getting all jonesed up about this video. Uh, Out of the blue, by the way. So the video shows Kyle Korver. You might remember Kyle Korver, who knocked down three-point shots, and that's about all he did. But he played a long time in the NBA as a sniper from downtown. And Kyle Korver, who is a lowly assistant of an assistant, with the Nets, has been handpicked to fix Ben Simmons' ability to shoot the basketball. Now, clips of Kyle Korver working with Ben Simmons after the Nets practice have gone viral. And a a clip, a rather basic, rather basic clip, but it shows Simmons uh, making a few shots and basic shots, nothing out of the exotic department of the NBA. So let us discuss the question. Should the Nets have rational optimism or sensible pessimism about Ben Simmons and his ability to fix all that has been broken? Yeah, You got to go with pessimistic. The arrow is pointing towards pessimism. And it's pointing all the way. It's not even a little bit in the other direction. It's all pessimism all the time. You give us 10 minutes, we'll give you pessimism. That's how we roll. So uh, not cautious, not cautious, not uh, optimistic. Listen, I've got fourth grader, Main Street, and state motto. And we will lock all of these things together. And uh, we are going to make a delicious 
strawberry shake. I haven't had a strawberry shake in a while. It's uh, one of my favorites back in the day. All right, so number one. Number one. Ben Simmons hasn't played an NBA game in almost 250 days. He last played in the postseason for Philly against Atlanta, and he stunk up the gymnasium so much there was actually a toxic cloud that was like hovering over the arena there. They had to get a hazmat crew in. That's how bad Ben Simmons was against Atlanta in the playoffs. And now we are supposed to believe that because of a 19-second clip of Ben Simmons working on a shot with Kyle Korver that we're good, that that's the cheat code to unlock the monster from the cage on the court. That is, in a word, ludicrous. All right, Ben Simmons was in this clip, just because you know, on radio, we're all blind here on radio, so I'll describe it. He was working on a fundamental form shooting drill, it appeared. The kind of thing that you would see if you went to a summer basketball camp with a bunch of fourth graders. Right? There's a fourth grader, there's a fourth grader, and they're working on their fundamental form on how to properly hold the basketball to shoot. This was elementary, but not elementary, my dear Watson. It was just elementary school was what it was. And and where have we seen this before? Where have we seen this kind of video? Now, we've seen several videos over the years of Ben Simmons, but this is like the rotund, squeaky-voiced, suspender, red beret-wearing character rerun from that old-school uh, classic uh, 1970s sitcom, What's Happening? Right. Uh, it's a rerun. It's deja vu. We've seen this play before. We know how it ends. This is a repeat showing of what we saw in Philadelphia. It is an encore performance. Video of Ben Simmons knocking down shots in practice or even in an exhibition game, and the electorate gets excited. Whee! Did you see Ben Simmons knock down the shot? Oh, my God, he's going to be so good. He's going to be so good. And then and then when the games actually start and you put him in a pressure situation, the trap door opens up and he vanishes into a pit of bloodthirsty vipers. That's how this ends. Now, secondly, the Brooklyn backers, the bandwagon Brooklyn backers, are in the honeymoon phase of this relationship where everything is butterflies and just wonderful delusional enough, some of these wackadoodles, to think that this is a snap-your-finger situation. It is not. Right? It is not. Kyle Korver, great shooter in his day, right? as a designated shooter. That was Kyle Korver's job. But just because you know how to shoot does not mean you can teach someone else how to shoot. And Kyle Korver, my advice is he needs to visit Main Street, USA, one of my favorite places when I was a kid the iconic magic shop at Disneyland. And Corver can go in there and he can buy all the accessories because you're going to need everything in there to save Ben Simmons' career as an elite player. They can play in the NBA for a long time, but Ben Simmons was a number one overall pick. The expectation is you're top of the line. He's not, and he will never be top of the line the way he has performed so far in his career in clutch situations. 
So, Corver, go out, get the magic wand, get the scarf that changes colors. You're probably going to need that as like a tissue to, to wipe the tears away. Get the vanishing deck of cards. That's normally what happens to Ben Simmons late in games. He vanishes. Uh, rabbit in the hat, smoke and mirrors, and presto, abracadabra. All of that and more is going to be needed. Philly attempted all of the tricks in the book to help Ben Simmons out. They brought in this shooting coach, that shooting coach, former player here, former player there, former player everywhere. Doesn't matter. He's got a glitch. Ben Simmons has a glitch. It's a it's unlike other glitches we've seen in the NBA because it really only pops up at the very end of games. It's a weird weird version of the yips, the tension and pressure spots the games are decided final minutes most of these nba games are decided in the final minutes especially in the playoffs and that fear of failure right you, you have fomo the fear of missing out but this is different the fear of screwing up is what this is so uh, i just have to come up with the the name for that but uh, extreme case of the heebie-jeebies and the brooklyn bagel famous you know the the, the people of brooklyn Love their bagels. They all oh, the most amazing bagels because the water there. But the Brooklyn bagel is going to have a new meaning once we start watching Ben Simmons in playoff games in the final five minutes or so of these playoff games. All right, final point. So here is my position. I am standing on the bully pulpit. It is very clear. Ben Simmons is broken in a thousand pieces as a player until proven otherwise. And you know, turn around uh, you know, for a game or two, okay, but do it consistently. It's a one out of a million long shot. You can play well for a game here and a game there, but what separates the, the truly top-of-the-line player, and you know this, in any sport, is doing it over and over again, and only occasionally having a bad performance having the rare bad performance, but the consistency has been there. So I follow the state motto of Missouri. I am in a show-me kind of uh, state of mind here because uh, as a jaded realist, and that's what we are here, jaded realist, I've been around the block and I've seen a fair share of players who have had this tendency of popping a blood vessel from stress late in games. And the same... Play is repeated on this as well, where a player doesn't make shots at the end of the games, gets a little tentative, player gets traded to another team, and then they think just by changing laundry, by wearing different colored laundry, that that'll change everything. And nine and a half out of ten times, that is not the case. It doesn't end well, and I'm a tangible proof kind of guy. I need to see tangible proof before I'm ready to go down that road. I see other people very optimistic. I am not. Uh, the diagnosis remains the same in terms of elite status as a number one overall pick, which is what Ben Simmons was in his career. It's the Aussie Muffet is what it is. So at this point, it is a salvage and recovery mission. Now, that doesn't mean Ben Simmons is going to suck out loud. It just means he'll be your typical 75% player, that he's fine for three quarters of the game, and then in crunch time, uh, he starts sucking his thumb in the fetal position and vanishes into thin air. And the Nets are going to learn this lesson, that Ben Simmons is a liability, liability in winning time. 
and he was a decoy in Philadelphia. He's going to be a decoy in Brooklyn. The Sixers were shorthanded in the postseason games, and it came back to bite them in the tuchus. And until proven otherwise, that's the guy. That's the guy the Nets are getting in this trade. So I hope you enjoy, and I'm sure there'll be a bunch of bleeding heart stories being written. So, well, it just takes time. It's not going to happen overnight, this, that, and the other thing. Defending uh, Ben Simmons because uh, a number of people have that as uh, their their agenda. They're convinced, well, you know, it's Philadelphia. It's the people of Philadelphia. It's the sports talk radio in Philadelphia. It's this, that, and the other thing. Uh, no accountability. No accountability. The fans were mean. They were booing Ben Simmons. Can you imagine sports fans booing an athlete? Who does that kind of thing? Oh, my. You, are you kidding me? You boo? Boo who who? Now, in Brooklyn, the good news is the Nets, is it's a cult following for the Nets. Now, there have been a lot of people that have jumped on the express train of hypedom because the, the Nets are seen as cool while the Knicks are not. And so people have made the train ride over to Brooklyn from Manhattan to watch the Nets play. But in the end... In the end, uh, the boos will be raining down. The cat calls will be raining down. The raspberries will be thrown from the upper deck if Ben Simmons continues to play the way that he played with his previous team in Philadelphia. There's no reason to think that's not going to be the case. Now, turning the page here, turning the page, what a gap. Now, this is the ratings scorecard, a ratings scorecard, people reacting to a stunner from down under. Well, actually, it wasn't down under. It was the Daytona 500, so it's the you know southern part of the United States. But the Daytona 500 on Fox, and it was going against the NBA All-Star game over the weekend. And did you know that the Daytona 500, with a KO of the NBA All-Star game, Daytona 500 beat the NBA All-Star game by 41%. The largest gap between the All-Star game of the NBA and NASCAR's signature event in a number of years, so we are told. Now, the NBA spin doctors are saying that's not true, that you have to break down by demographics, and that the NBA actually did better than NASCAR in certain key demos, and the NBA people love to tell you it's a global game, and so... That's a factor as well. But this is a huge win for NASCAR. And you can spin it any way you want, say this, that, and the other things. It was all older people watching NASCAR. But the total audience was through the roof here for the Daytona 500. And it also beat the coverage of the Olympics, closing ceremonies by 35%. And so reports of NASCAR's demise greatly exaggerated. So that's a... A big win. Buggity, 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 buggity for the ratings. And uh, and also, you know, NASCAR, uh, they went down Woke Highway a couple years ago, and the uh, the assumption was they were going to lose a uh, percentage of the audience, but it appears at least for the signature event, the Daytona 500, that is not the case. And remember, NASCAR, I've said this for years, NASCAR is like college basketball. The biggest event in college basketball is the NCAA tournament. It gets less interesting by each round, right? The, the buildup is to the Final Four, but the most exciting part of the NCAA tournament is the first two days, that Thursday and Friday, although they've even expanded that now with the play-in uh, games. But the, the first two full days 
where you just have an elimination, elimination. Those days are amazing. But then it gets less interesting as you go forward. And in NASCAR, you've got the Daytona 500, the great American race, and it's exciting and people are fired up and all that. And as you go further and further, it kind of works its way into a lull, and then you have to work your way back up to a crescendo. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. 
I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Kubaloo! So the last couple of days we've heard some from C.J. McCollum that he hadn't heard from Zion Williamson since joining the Pelicans. Then it was reported that the Pelicans' season ticket renewal packages had no mention of Zion whatsoever. Ben, do you think Zion is already done in New Orleans? Well, it's, it's like one of those massive oil tankers, and once it's heading one direction, it's very hard to turn it around. That's where we're going with Zion and he never seemed like he wanted to be in New Orleans, and now he sees a path out of the bayou. And I remember at the lottery, he was broken heart. He thought it was going to be a Nick, or the Knicks were going to get the number one pick. And so, yeah, it's heading that way. And as you said, the season ticket thing is a dead giveaway. If they're not promoting you to try to sell tickets, that's a sign you get, you're gone. Next! So the Broncos' new offensive coordinator, Justin uh, Alton, uh, I guess he spoke with the media. With the question mark. He spoke with the media on Tuesday and fielded questions about Drew Locke. He gave Drew Locke some compliments about his arm and his athleticism, but he said he needs to see how he fits in the system once he's got the playbook under him. Ben, if the Broncos miss out on Aaron Rodgers, what are the chances Drew Locke is starting for them in 2022? So the answer should be zero percent, but it's not zero percent, right? It should be it should be out near the bucket of bleach as your options, but it, I'd say a less than five percent chance. Drew Locke is a symbol of the failed regime, the Vic Fangio regime. So anybody but Drew Locke, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, anybody but Drew Locke. Next. Lovey Smith is only 63 years old, but he might already be going senile. Uh, Lovey told the media on Tuesday that the Bengals won only four games before turning it around and getting to the Super Bowl. So why can't the Texans be that team this year? But yeah. we know they're not going to the Super Bowl, but what would you consider a successful season for Lovey? Well, Lovey is playing the game. As a coach, you have to sell optimism. Behind the scenes, I guarantee you he's being realistic. Lovey knows the Texans blow. But if they win seven or eight games, that's a remarkable season. By the way, they're not winning seven or eight games next year. How do we do, Cool. You pass this edition. There it is. That's a winner. Put her on the board. Buzzer beater. Benny the buzzer beater. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. It's now time for... 
It is Ben and friends. Ask Ben. We bounce back and forth from the questions and jump on the bandwagon. Away we go. And the Koopa Loop with the reading of the questions. He will lump them all together. And we'll find out what we have here. What do we have to begin? Koopa Loop on the appetizer portion of Ask Ben with another big segment upcoming. Well, Ben, during this appetizer yeah. portion, we're going to have a question about entrees. Uh, okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, Chris on Twitter. Hi, Chris. He wants to know, is there anything that you always have removed or added when ordering a cheeseburger at a restaurant? For example, he always orders no pickles, onion, or tomato, extra Ooh. mayo. Yeah. So I'm a no pickles guy. I've taken a strong... I like the smell of pickles, but I don't like the texture of them. So I'm no pickles, no tomato. I like ketchup, but not tomatoes. It's odd. I'm, I'm weird, but I don't do the tomato. I don't do the ketchup. Uh, most other things on just like a basic, basic biatch uh, cheeseburger, I will uh, I will consume. Uh, Eddie, anything, uh, any weird well, food? People, especially on Twitter, know that I uh, absolutely loathe pickles. So don't yeah, ever. Alf, remember Alf, the alien opiner, sent a giant box of all pickle related products. Pickle chips. I don't, I don't remember that. No, I don't remember. No, because you didn't want any of it. Yeah, so remember? I don't care. You guys can have all that crap. Uh, no, I hate pickles, so pickles for sure. And when they do put pickles on, when they ignore that order, it, it, I am infuriated. Um, Come on, pickle, Eddie. No, Eddie, Roberto. The pickle well, is not like my wife. They're disgusting. The Slimy, disgusting. And they don't no, smell good either, Ben. You're nuts. They good. smell like crap. No, Delicious. like a, like a deli pickle. The cheeseburger from McDonald's with the pickles on it? Delicious. That yeah. is, I, I want to say a bad word right now. I want to say a say bad it. word. Say it. Go ahead. Say it. Go ahead. Say it. Go ahead. Go say it. Say it. No, I can't. Okay. It starts with an S. But uh, no, but the I, pickle, the power, the pickle power. The pickle is a powerful thing because they're disgusting. Yeah, powerfully awful. No, no, no but but when you get a and I've eaten at Mickey D's, you get a, a couple of those burgers. Yeah, the cheeseburgers with the onions and the pickles on it. Delicious. No, but those, but even Roberto, if you you're take making the yourself pi- sound like no, but idiot. but if you take the pickles off, you still that pickle seeps into everything. That's awful. Uh, I do love grilled onions, but not really that big a fan of raw onions. Although it's this not, they're That's not nearly good. in the pickle category. If they're on there, it's fine. It's, so you do not uh, like it raw, Eddie. You like the grilled onion. Grilled onions are phenomenal. Yeah. And when I and when I go to In and Out, I'm always getting the grilled onions. Do you get animal style fries when you go to In and Out? Eh, usually not, but no, I'm not opposed to like animal style fries. No spread. Solid. Mm-hmm. All right. Any weird food? No, Good if food. I go to if I go to a restaurant and the hamburgers made a certain way, I get it the way it's made. I don't have to be. Oh, I don't want that on the side. I don't like it. Oh, shut yeah. up, Roberto. Just gets yeah. whatever anybody gives him. Uh, yeah. No, it's it, it, it. I go with my wife when we go eat somewhere, and she likes to share. Sometimes she likes to share plates, and it's kind of annoying because she's like uh, Eddie and Coop over here. Oh, she has CSC. She's like she had to, had to put it on the side, and it's like no, but I, I want the hamburger uh, the way it's made. So uh, Ben, kind of sucks. You'll appreciate this, Ben. Uh, when when I took my wife to Pittsburgh for the first time, we went to Peranti yeah. Brothers, and oh, she sure. ordered all this stuff on the side on her sandwich, <laughs> and they looked at her like she was just like, "Who the hell is this woman?" Yeah, yeah, because that's the place that put they're legendary. They put yeah. everything on top. They put the lettuce, fries, the tomato, everything, everything, fries on, on top, right. and. There are. I will admit. To, I will agree with your wife. There are some weird sandwiches at Pramani Brothers. There were a few. Of them I don't I like coleslaw, but I told them I want it. I want it the original way. Put the coleslaw yeah. on it. I want it the way it's supposed to be. All right, Coop. What about you? Coop? No tomatoes. No pickles. 
All right, no tomatoes, no pickles. Very good, simple enough. All right, uh, why don't we pause for the calls? We'll have the rest of the hour. That was just an appetizer. More of this amazing content. We have enough to spare. We do. We have enough to spare. We'll get to that for the rest of the hour. Ask Ben. Keep your questions coming. Hashtag Ask Ben. It continues next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. And it is Ask Ben. Your questions are answers. Ben and friends for the rest of the hour. We had the appetizer. Now the main course. This portion of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Made Possible by our friends at Discover Card. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover exceptionally common sense. And back to the reading of the questions, the hellraiser that is the Koopaloo. All right, we got a lot here, so let's try and power through these. Quick, 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 Uh, quick. Nick in Wisco Wants to know for everyone, when brushing your teeth, what order do you use? Wet the brush, then put the toothpaste on, or the toothpaste on, then wet? Ah. Uh, yeah, so I, I have a bougie toothbrush, but I uh, I usually go yeah, uh, quick, quick rinse and then a the little toothpaste, and uh, off to work we go. Eddie? Toothpaste, then wet both the toothpaste and the brush, and then brush. Oh, I don't do that. Uh, that's not how I would That's the proper Roberto. way to do it. Toothpaste, then wet the brush. Brush there up. you go. There you go. No, I, br- I do the brush first. <laughs> you're, you're a weirdo. Cool. I do both. I wet the toothbrush, then I add the toothpaste, and then I wet it again. Oh, you're a, a double wet. Double wet. Double wet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. It's unexpected. I did not see that. I did not think of you as a double wetter, Coop. I did not. Yeah, that's right. the truth. All right. What is next here? Yeah. Um, this one uh, from Ferg Ferg Dog. He wants yeah. to know what's your favorite classic arcade game. Oh, man, I love the arcade. I played that Tron game back in the day. But I, you know, I'm, a, I'm a purist with Donkey Kong. I uh, played a lot of Donkey Kong back in the day. But any of the old, like when I would go to the Orange Julius at the mall. and then Oh, I, wow. And they had the, uh, the arcade, man. I was all about that. I'd spend hours. We'd go to the movies. They had a little arcade at the movie theater where I grew up, and we'd spend hours in there. But any of those old school games are are great. Uh, Eddie, any any one game stand out there? Yeah, in the I, was, I don't know if you guys know this game. I was a, I was a big fan of the game Defender. Yes. Uh, Defender, okay. Mm. Is that the one where the like the, you have to sh- protect the city from the... No, that's Missile Command. Oh, okay. Defender oh, cool. is you're, you're, you're in a little ship, and these aliens are trying to steal these people, and you got to shoot them, and you could catch the people, and then like return them to the ground. Anyway, no. I love right, that R- game. Roberto, quick. We gotta speed Mario up. Brothers. Mario Brothers and Punch-Out. Oh, Mike Tyson's punch up? Yeah. yeah I, I still have the, the old Nintendo there. That is a good game. I played a lot of hours of that. I, I, I played Duck Hunt. You know, I'm old school. Yeah. Like, old school like that. I Coop? I uh, love Pac-Man. And then, uh, I don't know if this is like, it's classic for me because I played it a lot as a kid at the movie theater, but the uh, the old uh, Simpsons arcade game. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's after my, uh, me yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah, my wheelhouse. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. What is next here? What do we got? Here? Uh, from Manic Mike. He wants to know. Hi, Manic. Uh, Nashville. Do, do you use an umbrella, raincoat, or nothing when walking outside during a downpour? Yeah, so the umbrella feels like a waste of time. I usually don't use the umbrella because it breaks in the, any kind of wind. These umbrellas are so cheaply made. So I normally just go with a, a nice rain slicker. That's my my move. What about you, Eddie? I mean, I usually don't go out in the rain, but the only, the one the one time I do a lot is when I have to take the dogs out in the backyard to do their business. 
And I will take the umbrella and I'll, I'll try to shield them as much as I can and keep them dry because then they get in the house and they're all wet and then. Uh, oh. Not because you're worried about the dog, you're just worried about the house. You don't want to. I, I don't want the them. Mess, yeah, I don't right? want them being yeah, getting wet all over the place. All right, Roberto. Ah, nothing. I just put the hoodie on. So the man dog. Yeah. You go out there. Who cares? It's just a little rain. Yeah. Who cares? Yep. Of course, it, it never rains here. Anymore. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, it never I'm, rains in L.A. I, there's a movie about. That. I'm just like Roberto. I just I put on a, a regular hoodie. All right. Good. All right. What is next? Just keep going here. A little time. A little time. Uh, this one's for you, Ben. Also from Manic Mike. Hi, he Manic. wants to know, on average, in a ballpark figure, how many tweets do you get from listeners during the show? Uh, enough where it's hard to keep track. I, I've not done a uh, like a, a Venn diagram on how many I get, but some days are more than others. Usually Sunday into Monday is a little slow, and then we build up to a crescendo. But it's enough tweets where it's hard to keep track. And so it's a it's problematic. But that's a good problem to have, right? You'd rather have that than have no one sending anything in. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. And here's Eddie to get you caught up on all the inside skinny with Puck the World. All right, thank you, Ben. Let's uh, give it up to the Calgary Flames. They're the talk of the NHL at the moment. The team is riding a franchise record tying 10-game winning streak. They've shot up to the top of the Pacific Division standings. And they, they just completed a seven-game homestand with a perfect 7-0 record, which had never been done in NHL history. Philadelphia Flyers are ice cold. They've lost 18 of 20, including six straight. And uh, they've already fired their head coach. Reports are there are two leading candidates to be the team's head coach for next season. Oh, is one of them my favorite? One of them is Rick Tockett, formerly oh, of the Lightning and Coyotes. Favorites. The other? That's not one of my favorites. John Tortorella, yeah! former coach Torts! of the Lightning, Rangers, Blue Jackets, and Canucks. We sucked at a time we cannot suck. Yeah. That would be perfect for Philadelphia. They'd love John yeah, Tortorella. I'm not sure about that, but he, they would. He's, good for a few, he's good for a few sound, sound bites here and there. That's all I care about. I don't I care know. about anything else. Former league MVP Corey Perry scored his 400th career goal last night in the Lightning's 5-3 win over the Oilers. Some other milestones this past week. Former MVP and Washington Capitol star Alexander Ovechkin hit the 30-goal mark for the season. That's now 30 goals in a season, 16 times for him. That's one short of the NHL record held by Mike Gartner, who did it 17 times. Also, Capitals head coach Peter Laviolette became the 10th coach in NHL history to hit the 700 win mark. He's now ninth on the all-time NHL wins list. And New York Rangers veteran defenseman Zdeno Chara tied Chris Chelios for the most games played in NHL history by a defenseman, 1,652. He will break the record on Thursday in San Jose. Now, as you Are know, you going ben, to drive to San Jose to see that game, Eddie? No, I will, make, no I will not. No, I will not. You're not that uh, interested. As you know, Ben, in life, oftentimes it's about who you know. Uh, with that in mind, the Montreal Canadiens hired former NHL standout Vincent LeCavalier as a special advisor to hockey operations. Who does he know? Uh, well, he was a star player with the Tampa Bay Lightning back with uh, current Canadiens head coach Martin St. Louis. Oh. And his right. agent for most of his career was a guy named Kent Hughes. He is now the new general manager. Of the Montreal Canadiens. It's a small world after all. It's a small, small world. Now, the Chicago Blackhawks have had a rough time of late, not uh, only on the ice, but off the ice as well. They had that sexual assault scandal. Their owner put his foot in his mouth recently at a Fan Fest event. And the team announced that uh, former legend Bobby Hall, now no longer serving as a team ambassador, he's been yeah. known to not be shy about sharing his uh, his opinions, sometimes controversially. So it's, odd, it's odd to me, Eddie, when somebody retires from a job like that, because it's not really a job. Yeah. 
Well, I don't know that he, he's he getting paid because you're a legend for the team. Yeah, they retired him from it. Uh, he played 15 years. Eddie, when we're old, do you think Chicago. we'll be? You think we'll be Fox Sports Radio ambassadors when we're old? They'll bring us back. God willing. Events. God willing. Yeah. Okay. All right. uh, congrats to Finland. Uh, they won their first ever Olympic ice hockey gold medal at the Winter Olympics, beating Russia 2-1. They won a silver and four bronze, but first time ever capturing gold. And Slovakia won its first hockey medal of any kind. They beat Sweden for the bronze medal. 2022 World Junior Championships are going to be played this summer after it was postponed in December because of COVID issues. Uh, Happy trails to Emile the Cat Francis, uh, diminutive goalie and hockey Hall of Famer as a coach and general manager for the New York Rangers. He passed away at the age of 95. And uh, I saw That's this a good run today. Ninety five. That's right? not bad. You probably That's want ninety six when you're ninety five, but ninety five is yeah, a good run. It's possible. Uh, and we close with this former Ranger and hockey jackass Sean Avery has signed a contract. Oh, with I saw the this. He's back. Minor league Orlando Solar Bears. Uh, what are the Solar Bears? Who do they play? Who's their rival? Who's the Solar Bears rival? I, I, have, I have no idea. Uh, oh, okay. But uh, they play in the uh, East Coast Hockey League. Uh, the 41-year-old What is forward, a solar bear, by the way? Do we know what that is? Do they have like it's, solar it's a, panels it's on a, their head? Or? It's a polar bear, but instead of polar, it's solar. Oh, Because they're in Florida. Cute. Uh, the 41-year-old last played in an NHL game in 2011, known for being most one of the most annoying agitators in the NHL. Why do you call him a jackass, Eddie? I just said he was known as one of the most annoying <laughs> agitators in the NHL. In Roberto's defense, he does not get paid to I'll, I'll, I'll let you. He, he was the Pap, Patrick Beverly of the NHL. How about that? Does that give you a That's good a idea? jackass right there. There you go. He's a glue guy. He's a no, glue he's guy. No, he's not. He's not a glue guy. That's a glue. Uh, Beverly's he, a glue guy. No, 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 no. He's a great glue guy. Jackass. He's the kind of guy you, you like when he's on your team and you hate when he's on somebody else's team. Glue guy. I, I, he, he, well, Sean Avery played for the LA Kings and I hated him, so that's not necessarily true. Well, that's you, man. Come on, Eddie. No, he was a, he was a What about the rest jackass. of us? Yeah. I, I think if you have any... You what about a, Marty, Marty McSorley? Yeah, you thought he was a jackass? Eddie? Well, I thought he was a jackass when he had that curved stick in the Stanley Cup final that cost the LA Kings the championship. So yeah, right. that's a chicken blank way. Oh, that yeah, come on, that's bullcrap. Curved stick. Still yeah. bitter about that. They, they don't even check that anymore. I think they just got rid of that rule. Anyway, they don't care if you're curved or not, Eddie. They I guess not. I guess yeah. not. See a doctor about that. I guess uh, that's uh, <laughs> that's your puck the world report. <laughs> All right, thank you for that, Eddie. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. 
This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.